You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? This is the Phillies Nation podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am your host, Ty Daubert, here with Johnny Heller, as always. Uh, Johnny, the Phillies, they just made a pretty big move. Why don't you let everybody know what just happened? Yeah, so, Ty, the, the Phillies... Uh, signed Tito Gregorius to a $14 million deal for one year. Um, you know, I have a question. Is this is this a, an emergency podcast? Is this a regular episode? Is it both? Is it neither? Yeah, yes. so news happened on, on Tuesday. We, uh, we usually record on Tuesday nights to have them up for everybody by Wednesday morning. And it kind of worked out that we didn't even have to make a bonus episode. So that's that's good for us, I'd say, saving us some time. Yeah, you know, I do. I do like making the extra podcasts, but this was a little more convenient. Yeah, especially considering we were about to record this morning, and thank goodness we didn't because then, I mean, it wouldn't have been a big deal. We just had had two episodes in the same day, which we've done before. But you know, I'm I'm cool with it being all in one episode. Yeah, definitely. So, like like you said, Philly sign their shortstop presumably for 2020. Uh, in D.D. Gregorius, he rejoins um, his former manager, now current manager, Joe Girardi. Like you said, one year, $14 million. Uh, Joel Sherman had the had the deal first. Jim Salisbury had the terms. So why don't we dive right into what, what we think about this deal? What, you can go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, my first reaction, I think this is the first... Uh, contract that's been given out this offseason that I looked at it and I say, you know, that's less than I thought this player was going to get. Um, it, it came out, I think, yesterday on Monday that Gregorius was probably going to end up with a one, one-year one deal instead of a, a multi-year deal that some had previously thought he was going to get. And when that came out, I thought it was going to end up being, you know, one year, 18, 19, 20 million. Um, so I think it, it really makes sense for the Phillies, uh, you know, there's some risk in taking on a player like Didi Gregorius, who's coming off a, a season where he was injured, and when he was healthy, he, he wasn't protective. Um, and just, you know, one year, the Phillies could get, you know, 2017-18 Didi Gregorius, who's a top five shortstop in the game, probably, top ten at least. Uh, so I think it makes sense from the Phillies standpoint. It makes sense from the Didi standpoint, just um, resetting his, his value and, and, you know, hoping to get a multi-year deal next year at, at a higher uh, price than he would have this year. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Tim Kelly of Phillies Nation, uh, he was on top of that the whole time. A lot of people were saying, you know, Didi's going to get a three-year, he's going to get a three-year um, multi-year deal. But Tim the whole time, he was saying uh, that uh, a bounce-back type of deal would make sense for both sides, uh, you know, Gregorius and whoever he was to sign with. And so he nailed that one, got to give him a shout-out. Uh, on that one, um, what what do you think this this means for the Phillies going going forward? Now they are very close to the CBT um, threshold. Uh, I I think I saw they are at around two hundred and five million. The luxury tax is two hundred and eight. So if they don't plan on going over the luxury tax, there's not much else they can do. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think that we, we've talked earlier about them signing a, a Blake Trinan or Dallin Batances kind of guy, and I think that's probably less likely now. 
because uh, one of those guys is going to get eight, eight, seven, eight million dollars um, AAV, and, and they can't really afford that right now. They're looking to stay under the tax. So um, at least looking at where the bullpen is at now, I think the Phillies might end up counting on bounce back years from a lot of their guys rather than um, signing uh, guys on the market. And it might be the same for the rotation. Uh, like you said, they are $3 million away from going over the tax. That's not a lot of room to, to sign a starter that's going to be better than, um, say, a, a Vince Velasquez, or maybe they, they try out Nick Pavetta again. Um, I know that's not what fans want to hear, but that just seems more and more likely. And I also think the bench is, is not pretty right now. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe, it seems like no maybe, Miller right now. I know. I, I don't know what's going on there, but we might have to see uh, Matt Clentak get creative try to offload the the Odupel Herrera contract um you know, so we'll see. something like yeah yeah I I agree there you know like you said Odubel's contract or David Robertson like I was starting to say there um that that that's going to be the only way they can sign anyone else really significant if they can offload some money but like our guest on our last pod Matt uh mentioned to me today you see what the Angels just had to do to offload like $12 million off of their salary. Um, I think that's in hopes that they can sign Garrett Cole, but they just had to give up their first rounder from last season in order to offload $12 million in, in who was it, Kozar, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, that you know, it's going to cost a lot to get rid of these contracts, I, I think, you know. And then especially in Odubel's case, you got to find a team that's willing to take on the the PR hit, um, which, you know, that that's a whole separate topic in and of itself. So it's got it's not going to be easy to clear up money or maybe they're just done for this offseason, which would be not great, especially compared to last offseason. I know our personal opinions about last offseason differ from many people. We are weird and we enjoyed the Harper watch and all the intricacies of it. Um so I don't think for the Phillies it's going to be like that, really. It, they they honestly, unless they can offload some money, they could be pretty much done before the new year even starts. Yeah, and, and I think it, it is definitely just interesting um, how, like you said, the Angels had to give up so much just to offload $12 million, and that's kind of uh, showing how the, the luxury tax is working more and more like a, a – a salary cap for whatever reason teams are less willing to go over. So um, I know you've mentioned to me before, you know, that that's something that the Phillies should be able to take advantage of and just, you know, maybe take on a bad contract and get some good players or go over the, go over the cap or sorry, the, the luxury tax because they can also get really good players that way. But for whatever reason, they're not, it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. So yeah, um, going back to Gregorius backtracking a little bit, um, you know, how do you think this this plays out position-wise for the Phillies? You know, there's some questions about whether Alec Bohm will be up this season for the big league team. There's some questions about what positions that Scott Kingery and Gene Segura will play. It had been reported by The Athletic for a while now that the Phillies do no, they don't love Segura at shortstop anymore now they get another shortstop it seems like they'll move him to a different position how are we thinking they uh they handle that 
Yeah, I think it's going to be Segura at second, and obviously Gregory is at short. Um, the the way the rest figures out is going to be really interesting to see. Um, I think they start the season with Gregorius at short and Kingery at third, and then Adam Hazley in center. I know me and you have, have both both have some questions about um, Hazley long term in center, unless you know Bohm breaks out and not breaks out, but just has a really really good spring training, and you know they just can't afford to keep him down because he's going to help them win games, which could happen. I know. Listen, I know that we don't think he's going to be a great third baseman, but if he's hitting the tear or he's tearing the cover off the ball and, you know, he can stand at third and Gregorius is a really good shortstop. So having a, a really good fielder next to him doesn't, doesn't hurt. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think there are, those are the two ways I could figure out is, is if, if he is at third, then you would see Kingery in center, I think, and, and Hazley off the bench. Yeah, I would agree there. Um, I don't think they'll start Kingery at second and Segura at third if Bohm isn't up right away, just because if Bohm were to come up, there'd be so much moving around, it feels like. Uh, I think that they'll just stick with Segura at second base for kind of the, the long term at this point. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with Bohm, uh, whether they think he can, can play third base to start or whether they think he needs some more time to kind of get seasoned down in, in AAA. So, you know, while while the Phillies just made their move uh, here at the winter meetings, there were some other moves made uh, at the winter meetings in San Diego as well. So, Johnny, why don't you break down the big one that went down on Monday? Yeah, so the Nationals brought back Steven Strasburg at – Seven years, $245 million, just, I think, a day after it was reported that that was, you know, the Yankees' offer to Garrett Cole. Um, so, I mean, I think we both expected Strasburg to get paid and to stay in Washington, but, like, that was a lot of money for a 31-year-old who's had some injury history. I mean, he that's the biggest contract ever given to a starter. Like, it's insane. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. He's getting... He's getting paid $35 million, and when this contract's over, he'll be 38 years old. It'll be his age 37 <laughs> season, but he's going to end it making $35 million, uh, ending that season at age 38. So that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I, You know, mm. I, I thought that the Phillies should definitely have been in at least somewhat on Strasburg, but I honestly think it was super smart for them to pull out of negotiations if they were ever in them at all, because that is that's yeah. a lot of money going to a pitcher that is going to, you know, get pretty old. Uh, he's already <laughs> he's already had injury concerns uh, before this. You know, uh, every I think every baseball fan knows about. Strasburg's injuries. You remember his rookie season, how they shut him down because of those concerns. Uh, so that's a that's a tough bet to make. I think he's a really good pitcher, and maybe it works out for a few years. But it's tough to see that one aging well. Yeah, I mean, maybe they coming off of the Scherzer contract being arguably one of the greatest like big contracts ever given. Maybe they they said, "Oh, we did this once. We can do it again." But 
I mean, oh, 31. How old was Arietta 31 when the Phillies signed him? I know it's like different pitchers and all that, but I'm not sure. 31 or 32. Like, yeah, something like that. They paid him 25 a year. I mean, I, Strasburg, that's 35 million against the, the tax for the next seven years. Yeah, so that's definitely a, a you know risky bet for the Nationals to make on someone who will be like I said 38 when this contract's over, but at the same time it is this is a franchise who's been criticized for the deferrals that they make on their contracts, criticized as being cheap, but at the same time they have good players that they have been uh, you know going after and they've been getting them. Uh, and they've gone over the luxury tax before, something the Phillies have never done. And although, yes, they're probably going to lose Anthony Rendon, even though they could technically really afford to bring him back, um, they they have been, in recent years at least, they've been spending money to keep their players, at least in regards to that number that goes against the luxury tax. Uh, and I think that's something that the Phillies really need that you know, that's something the Phillies need to keep in mind um, as they kind of make their decision on whether to to not go over the tax or whether to go over it. That the team that just you know, actually the last two teams that won the World Series were uh, some of the few teams in baseball that have been going over the luxury tax in order to to sign some of the best players. Same thing with the Red Sox two seasons ago. So I I think that's definitely something. That's important. All, you know, the Strasburg contract probably won't age well, but he's a player that they think is good enough and it's somebody they wanted, and they went out and they spent on him, which is, you know, kind of what free agency is all about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I just want to talk about the other side of this, which is just the, the market for pitchers. I think, you know, the fact that the Phillies got Zach Wheeler for five years – 118 million before this is awesome. I think if they had tried to sign Wheeler after this came out, that it, I don't know how much more Wheeler would have gotten, but I don't, I, know. I don't know. I feel like he could have gotten. Do you think he could have gotten 20, oof, 28 to 30 million a year? Probably, I think it'd be close. I think he could have gotten like a contract worth 140. 145. Yeah, I agree. That's close to 30 a year if it's over five years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, you know, money, of course, isn't everything to to everyone. These guys, you know, they make a lot of money. They do well for themselves. But at the same time, they should uh, be able to go get what they're worth uh, on the market. And Wheeler decided that he wanted to sign before the winter meetings. Maybe he thought Strasburg wouldn't get as much as he as you know they hoped and it would bring his value down but it ended up not being the the right bet for Zach Wheeler but um as we saw you know family had things to do with it so we don't know exactly what uh all went into that decision but if Zach Wheeler would have waited what a week longer i think he would you know maybe he's not in Philadelphia uh like he is right now, maybe he's somewhere else with the White Sox because they would have, <laughs> they would have gone even higher than they did, and it would have been an offer he couldn't turn down for Philly. Yeah, it's definitely interesting that he he took his deal before either of of Cole or Strasburg got paid. Um, and I just think we should touch on Garrett Cole uh, because he's going to get a lot of money 
Like, he's going to get... Do you think he could get more than Harper got? Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's oh, it's done. As we are, as we're speaking right now, the, the Cole deal just happened. Whoa! So Garrett Cole is a Yankee, nine years, three hundred and twenty-four million dollars. First reported by John Heyman. That's crazy! Holy, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of money, dude. <laughs> we are we are live reacting to the Garrett Cole deal here on the Phillies Nation podcast. Um, Johnny, what do you have to say about this uh, well, live just, as we speak? I was just going to ask, is is Garrett Cole going to break 330? He almost did for over nine years. What's the AAV for that? Like, whew. Hold on, let me do the math here. 324 for nine years with the Yankees. $36 million a year for Garrett Cole. That shatters the record for a pitcher. Beats Strasburg's record uh by one million dollar a year wow that's a <laughs> phillies they were definitely never in on that yeah wow so <laughs> wow i don't know what to say that's crazy but i think everyone kind of expected something like that after strasburg got what he got so that does lead us into our <laughs> our next uh topic just you know the everyone's been getting paid a lot of money so do you think there's any chance the phillies add another low-end starter um in free agency or do you think if anything it's going to be through trade yeah so i don't unless it's drew smiley on a super cheap minor league deal i believe jim salisbury mentioned that i don't think they if they won't go over the tax they're not going to be afford anyone worth getting that'll actually be better than then Vince Velasquez on like $4 million. So I think it would have to be through trade in a deal where they dump a little bit of money. Yeah, probably. I can't get over that Cole deal. Do you think do you think the Phillies should have been in at Cole? Yeah. Cole yeah. That number? Yeah, so the, if you want your baseball, he makes you like an instant contender, I think. If you have Cole, Nola, and Wheeler, I agree 100%. Like, like Watching the Ash, like they didn't lose Garrett Cole starts. Yeah, I know he's that good. Ever he's that he really is that good, and um, it's pretty crazy that the that the Pirates had him and Charlie Morton, and they (laughs) were not good, and they get Chris Archer, and they they ruin him, and Uh, Chris Archer was already ruined. All right, that's fair. They made him worse though. Yeah, true. But it's crazy that. I can't get over that deal, too. Like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. What do you think Rendon's going to get? All right, that is a good question because, you know, he's only looking – isn't he only looking for seven year, a seven-year deal? I'm, I'm not sure. I think I saw something about that. He's looking for a seven-year deal, uh, uh, you know, about that. Yeah. Whew. I don't know. I mean, could he – I don't think he'll get – what is, what is Arenado's, what, 7 to 30? Yeah, it's around there. So maybe maybe 250, 260. I don't think... See, I think it's different with a guy like Rendon. Like like you said, Garrett Cole makes you an instant contender. And, I mean, the Yankees were already a contender. Now they're going to be the favorites to win the World Series. So, I mean, adding a guy like Rendon, he's great. But it's not the same thing. So I would say, like, 7 to 50-ish. 
What do you think? Oh, I seven two fifty. So what is that per year? Uh, two fifty divided by seven. That's thirty five point seven million a year. Um, I think it could be around there. Maybe he, maybe he wants to match what Cole got per year, thirty six million. Yeah. So yeah. seven years, thirty six million. That'd be two fifty. Hold on. Seven times thirty-six. Yeah, that'd be two fifty-two. So something, something like that. Uh, I think sounds sounds smart. I think that. I don't know if he went shorter term. If this whole retirement thing after the next few years is true, you know I've heard rumors kicked around about that. Uh, if he went like four years for forty million a year, I think that a, I think a team, maybe the Dodgers would bite on that. What do you think? Yeah. Oh well. I think the Dodgers would be the team to give him that because they didn't they offer Harper something like yeah, that. Yeah, they like offered four, Harper like forty million a year. I yeah. think. I the, think that if Rendon's getting seven two fifty, that the Phillies should absolutely be in on that, and they won't. But I think they should. Um, he's going to be a Ranger. I think that's yeah. It feels like a Ranger or maybe an Angel because the Angels cleared money and they didn't get you know. The Angels might might need to pay someone. Maybe they want Jake Arrieta's contract. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Angels, you think, what do you think they do? Do you think they're still super in on, like, winning this year? Do you think they're going to make a, a big trade? I think they probably pivot to Rendon. If they miss out, though. Hmm. Yeah, they probably, I mean, they probably sign, like, for you. And Donald, I, I think they would try and just spread the money as best they could. I don't think they would, after you know stuff they've said, I don't think they would back down, back away and just be content with another year of not getting Trout to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. You can't waste Trout and, honestly, Otani's prime any oh. longer. Yo, did you see that Madden said he's going to hit Otani in the games that he pitches? Good, why not? Yeah, it's great. I mean, all right, that... In some ways, it isn't great because then you're going to have to um, use pinch hitters later in the game, but um, that would just be who you were going to DH anyway. DH, so yeah. it's really, it's really not that, you know, consequential. I don't, I don't think. I like that. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Joe Madden, but I like that. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's fun. I think like two way players are great for the sport. I agree that two way. Great legend Vince Velasquez is great for the sport. What about Roman Quinn? The Scott Carey. <laughs> Sean Rodriguez even. People do forget about Sean Rodriguez. And that he might have an MLB job and Adam Jones won't, so Alright. Let's move on to more Phillies talk. Specifically, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the pod. You know, will the team go over the luxury tax? It's definitely looking like they won't. Um, there was one report that they were in on Rendon or Donaldson from, it was from Bob Nightingale, USA Today, but you know, everything else from you know, Todd Zalecki and, and Matt Gelb has been that they probably aren't in on those guys and they probably want to stay under the luxury tax. And then after signing Gregorius, I think that's even more clear. Um, so, like, what, what, what are they going to do? How are they going to fill these holes? Who I I don't know. I really don't know. I I know this is probably not the greatest thing to listen to us having a huge lack of an opinion. 
But it really <laughs> feels it feels like they're done at this point. And like I said, unless they can find somebody to take Robertson or they're willing to give up a prospect to dump Robertson or even, you know, uh, like we've mentioned before on this, maybe if somebody misses out on big free agent starters and they think that they need a big name and they'll trade for Jake Arrieta and the Phillies will attach a prospect or two, maybe they can clear that money because it's just a one year. It seems really unlikely that is so much money to dump. You know, it honestly, what is the, I think that what he's actually paid is less than his AAV, which could be better for the team that you're uh, trading him to as long as the luxury tax isn't a big issue to them. So that kind of alleviates that pressure a little bit. But his luxury tax number is so much. If you could somehow get rid of that $25 million, then you you have a lot more to play with going into this season. I think that would be that would make things a lot more interesting because we've heard the Phillies are in on on Bryant at least a little bit. They've kicked the tires there. Uh, they've been attached to a couple names elsewhere, but unless they're either going to go over the tax or get rid of some money, they're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, and another thing that you have to think about is. You know, if, if they July 31st comes around and they're in second place or even if let's say they're having a really good year, but they want to add guys to win now, they have to. And they like if they want to stay under the tax, how are they going to do? How are they going to add guys to help the, the team win now if they if they only have three million in room? So I think they're going to probably have to end up clearing space anyway. Of course, you know, if, if they think adding a guy at the deadline would help them win now, maybe they'd be willing to go over. Um, at that point, but, and yeah, I mean, I think with Arietta, like I said earlier, a team like the Angels, if they miss out on Rendon and, and they miss out on a couple of the top end starters, they just want to, you know, get someone for the rotation or something or whatever, you know, Arietta could make sense. The Padres could make sense. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I, it's unlikely because Arietta has been very not good for the Phillies and his number is very, very large. But maybe something could happen. It seems that the Yankees have been considering uh, doing something similar in that it was reported they were looking to trade Jay Happ. Um, it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't a prerequisite to signing Garrett Cole, but just something that would give them a little bit more room to, to get creative. So that's somebody who, you know, of course, Jay Happ was connected to the Phillies last offseason, and he played for the Phillies in 08 and 09 as well. Uh, do you think that is somebody that the Phillies could seek out, and is that someone that you would want them to? Um, I don't think they will, just because of what we've said. The Phillies are only, if they ever go over the tax this, this offseason at least, it would only be for, I think, a Rendon. Um, maybe, maybe a Donaldson. Maybe, maybe yeah. Donaldson. Donaldson's kind of questionable because you're adding an in, like a bat of that impact to the middle of your lineup. That that would be huge. Um, I don't think a, unless the Yankees are sending over like a good prospect or or, or something to that extent. Jay Happ was bad last year. Seventeen million dollars is a lot of money. I mean, we're, we spent the last ten minutes talking about how they should try to get rid of the Arietta contract. I don't know why they would want to bring on. Have contract personally, I, I don't think it would be a good idea. Yeah, I agree. Jay Happ, uh, you know, he did have the same ERA this season as Vince Velasquez, 
um, somebody that people are clamoring for the Phillies to move out of their starting rotation. So it's really not much of an upgrade, especially for $17 million as opposed to $4 million. So I'm, I'm pretty out on J-Hap as well. Yeah, glad we're on the same page because, yeah, that just doesn't make sense. And, like, people have talked about the, how the Red Sox are trying to move David Price. Um, I think his contract is three ninety. Um, you know, trade him and, and attach a guy like Andrew Benintendi uh, to, to get rid of that contract. And, sure, if the Phillies were willing to spend money, that'd be great. But if they're not, then it just wouldn't be a smart move. I don't even know if they'd be able to do it. So I feel like the rest of the offseason is just going to be maybe they, they somehow clear a couple million here, a couple million there, add a Brad Miller, add a Tommy Hunter on a $1.5 million deal, and they – like I said at the beginning of the episode, they count on you know Victor Arano and Sir Anthony Dominguez to to really step up in the back of the bullpen, and they they count on you know one of of Vince Velasquez or Nick Pavetta um, to be ready you know at the beginning of the season, and then hope that Spencer Howard can at least fill in at some points in the rotation. But yeah, I mean they they feel done for the most part in free agency, at least for you know impact guys. But maybe they have a trade left in them, depending on what they can maneuver. Um, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what's going to happen. But as we we read today, they were connected to Bryant, so that gives me a little bit of thought that maybe they are still, you know, kind of interested in that that splash type of trade. Um, Even if it's not somebody of Bryant's caliber, if they could uh, maybe swing a trade for a Robbie Ray, somebody like that, as long as they can clear some money as well while doing it, I I think that they might have another move like that still in them. Yeah, I mean, also, do you think Middleton is, like, sitting there seeing how fans are reacting to all this? Like, people are not happy. Yeah, this is this is the same owner that based the biggest free agent signing – of maybe the entire Phillies franchise off of a Twitter poll. So, yeah, I think he is he's probably taking notice to this seeing that people are not happy that they don't seem to be doing anything um you know, especially when it comes to the luxury tax, but a lot of people wanted Cole, a lot of people wanted Strasburg, a lot of people want Rendon. So, I think they're aware of that. I think they're cognizant of that. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe they surprise everybody. And John Middleton says, you know, screw it. And they go out and they're big players for for Anthony Rendon. Who knows? Yeah. Could happen, but it really does not feel like it's going to. And I must say that that is a massive bummer. Yeah, that's like like we, I said earlier. Harper watch was a drag, but that you know at least we had things to talk about uh, into January and February last year, and it would not be fun for us. It would not be fun for the podcast listeners if the Phillies oh. were to just sit sit still for all of <laughs> January and February. Yeah, I can see it now. Just spending like. 
20 minutes on a, on a January episode just debating whether Ranger Suarez or Cole Irvin should be the fourth lefty out of the pen. It should be Garrett Clevenger. <laughs> or Garrett Clevenger. Like, 14, and yeah. a half, 14 and a half strikeouts per nine. Tell me how many walks per nine, though. Um, no. Okay. Fair enough. But, yeah, so unless you have anything to add real quick, any you have anything you want to say? Just go over the luxury tax. It's not that big a deal. I don't get it. Like, I don't, functionally don't understand why no one goes over, not just Middleton, just, like, how, why is this happening across the league? I mean, you're not paying that much. Uh, for the first time, I agree. But it does, you know, it has qualifying offer implications. It has draft implications. So, you know, it is, there are penalties to it. Yeah. But if you can go over once and dip under, um, it's not that big of a deal. And obviously the Phillies are not, they, you know, at least they don't seem to be in a place where they can contend for a World Series in 2020. And if that is what John Middleton wants, like, like he said in his press conference, They'll go over luxury tax to when they need that final piece to go for a World Series, and it doesn't feel like they're actually all in to win, you know, to get his bleeping trophy back. Like he said, it doesn't feel like they're in a position to do that right now. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, and I I do get the you know you should. Be, no, I'm you saying want, you want to you want to dip under every once in a while. Like you don't want to you don't want to run three or four consecutive off seasons where you're going over. But a guy like Rendon. Um, you know, I, I remember when we had Jack Fritz on the on the podcast uh, last month. One of the big things he said was signing, you know, a Cole or, or Rendon isn't just about 2020. It's about having this core for the next three or four, like three, four or five years that is going to keep you competitive. Anthony Rendon is that kind of player. So while yeah, maybe adding Anthony Rendon doesn't put them over for 2020 like you're not just getting him for one year you're getting him for seven years you're getting really good production from him for probably four or five years so i don't know no i'm i'm agreeing with you it doesn't feel like they're playing for a world series anytime soon unless they can go out and get some more impact talent yeah absolutely but yeah that'll that'll pretty much do it for this dd gregorius slash Garrett Cole episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Thank you once again for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.